Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. On the last episode of The Cheat Code. He says, who's Jason Vives? And I say, he's just a friend. And he takes the computer and turns it around with our DM on it. And I'm like, oh, shit. And he says, that's it. I want a divorce. And my jaw dropped. We start to get into it. And he's just like going in and then admits to me that he had an affair of his own like a year ago. I look back in the G-chat and I find a particular G-chat where she is talking about his penis in a way that's very familiar. And I said, all right. And I was prepared in my head to say goodbye. But what I don't want is to get back together with him or to redo this and end up in a place where I'm gonna cheat again. We had a great time together. It was a a serious escape from that negative environment that I was in. Right. And I was so happy to just for 72 hours not have to deal with that shit that was at home. And I was home in the midst of like my life falling apart. This was an escape. But what we did, which, you know, was kind of significant is, you know, usually when you date somebody, you date them for a few months or a year and you don't go on vacation with them. And that first trip is like damn, I don't know how I'm going to like, how I'm going to rock with this person. And are we going to be compatible? Does he like sleep with his mouth open? Does he <laughs> take a dump with the door open? Like all those things. Yeah, feet stink. All, the, you know, all those things, like how hygiene things. And so while we didn't stay together, we spent like every moment together. And when we went, we went with like, I want to hook up. If the opportunity presents itself and the stars align, because we were both rooming with people, which made no sense, but also like made all the sense. Cause I'm still scared. I'm still like, you know, I don't know if I want to do this, but I know I really want to do this. And I'm still trying to play like a married woman, even though it was, that was not really a thing. Right. But I, I was absolutely planning oh, you wanna, to you have, gonna have sex. sex. Yeah. That was well. going to happen as far as I'm concerned. Like, honestly, I probably wouldn't have even gone if I didn't think that you and I were going <laughs> to get together hi welcome to the cheat code this is the story of an affair between one woman and one man told over 10 episodes episode 4 fuckery in vegas it was it was a, it was supposed to be a group trip x amount of ladies and x amount of right. gentlemen and your people's all backed but out one of the guys backed out so it was just me and bro the bro they bro introduced of, us bro that bro these first episodes right but because i'm a little shysty what i did was book my flight mad early so <laughs> i had a whole day and almost most of the night by myself the person i room with didn't end up coming to like the middle of the night so i didn't have a single but and can i tell you something yeah. that's horrible that i don't know if i ever told you what? that morning my ex-wife's friend's mom passed away and you still got on a plane 15 that's why I fuck with you. minutes before <laughs> 
when I say literally, why. my bags are packed. I'm at the door. I'm like, all right then. And she got a phone call, and I'm. And this is, you know, God forgive me, because this was such a selfish moment. I'm like, well, it ain't her best friend's mom. <laughs> I'm out. I didn't say it like that though, because you know I'm a nice you guy. Do, the, do you want me to stay? Or I can pretend to be a nice well, guy. I told you not a nice guy. I'm not a nice guy. You're I'm a good, good person, guy. but right. you're not a nice so, guy. So, but that almost derailed the whole situation for me. And I mean, I would have gone and had a good time with my girlfriends. I would have been severely disappointed. Mm. But none of my friends knew what was going on except for the two that were there when I met you. And they didn't they still didn't know that we had been talking all the time since like December through February into March. And so I had to tell one sis what was going on. Like, all right, so the good thing with her is that she had been married before, understood not feeling content in your marriage, understood disappointment, understood trying like hell to make it work and then understood feeling like it's not going to work. So I didn't feel judged. She's a, And she's also, I think, naturally a non-judgmental Naturally a non-judgmental person. And right. naturally the person that I could call and be like, all right, so don't tell Jesus, but I'm in jail. <laughs> and here's what happened. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's and it's good because she, she made me feel like, this is what you're going to do? Yeah, this is what I, what I think I'm going to do. She was like, all right, so let's get the story straight. So she do knew, it right. You, right, we're going to do this right. So I'm like, you know, that's she was shit. like, bitch, that's why I'm in the Bellagio and not the regular ass hotel. <laughs> yes, because we are, we are setting up the atmosphere. You know, I need, I need views of the Vegas Strip. I need like luxuriating and shit. You know, he can't come into like the Motel 6. We get there and it's me and you and dude at a bar drinking. Let's just say bro, bro. Bro, bro. Is bro, at a bro. bar drinking. And this is dude who had linked us at, at the party. We get to the bar and bro is feeling the energy. So he's like, oh, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm going to go take a nap. What at are you guys going to do? It was 2.30 in the and afternoon. And I'm like, we're going to head back to the room. So I was like, do you need me to walk you to your hotel? Right. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? You could walk me. <laughs> and I'm staying at the Bellagio because the bitch got money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we... So we go back to my room and my girls are not going to be there till that late night. Right. So we go back and I don't know if any of you, especially you side pieces, remember <laughs> what it's like <laughs> the first time you're going to do the deed with the dude that you are being side piece to and the anticipation. So I'm showered, I'm shaved, I'm quaffed. Things are all in order. We have on good underwear. And, you know, the, the scene is set and we're in the Bellagio. So, you know, like I'm, I'm doing the things I, I, I go in for a moment. Excuse me. I'm going to go into the bathroom. I come out in heels and a little something, something. And, mm. oh. you know, and we decide that we're just going to go ahead and, and get this in. Had your back turned to me, and I was just out of body. Really and we're not going to go then. into all the details, but it was good. And sh- it was good. I was like, "Thank you," because if I it had was gone a through this consummation, right? But for me too, I was like, "Either this is a hard lesson in stay your black ass home next time with your wife, 
or this is a hard lesson in you've got to extend and grow yourself and seek your truth and you don't owe not doing that to anybody. Us was the confirmation of continuing to find the best version of yourself. Right. It was that's like, what and it we was. were sober. And that's sex that day. Word! And we were fucking no, sober. No, 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 no. no. We had, we had, had drinks at the joint. But compared to how we get down, right. we were right. sober. So right. that was a right. whole other life. And like, it was three in the afternoon. Oh, and it's three in the afternoon. It wasn't even dark sex. No, so the lights were on. The lights were on. And I'm like, like and daylight. post baby body and the whole thing. And we had great Great. No, but you were fine. Well, you thank you. Were... Thank you. I, I tried. The next few days were a blur, and we had a great time, and we went out to the club, and we went to all these places. And then the night before we're leaving, because, you know, we always take the 4 o'clock in the morning flight home, or you got to yeah. leave at 4 and catch the 6 a.m. home or some nonsense, my ex calls me. And, you know, I'm like, hey, what's going on? And he's like, I haven't really heard from you this weekend. And I'm like, yeah, no. And... When I tell you this was a drag, it like changed the mood of the whole weekend. And the funny thing is, when we start to talk about it, that there's a pattern of this, both from my ex and your ex. Like we would be on a high from something that we just did or a weekend that we had, and it would be like, let me just rain on your little parade right now, bitch. Oh, you gonna just, have fun? You gonna have, oh, you gonna fun? have fun? You want fun? some shit? shit? Right. But we'll we'll get there in a minute. So we get on this phone call, and here's the funniest part of this. Um, you are knocked out in the bed behind me. Wait, 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 wait. Right. That's, you took the call in the whole, when I was in you the room? You are fully clothed. We came from the club. Nothing happened. Like nothing happened that night. I remember. We came from the club and it was like, all right, why don't you lay down? I'm going to pack up my bag. I remember So that. you're like just sleeping, fully clothed on top of the bed. The phone call comes in. I try to go in the bathroom. So I'm like, let me just let me just talk freely since he's asleep. And he is like getting on me about like why I'm not fighting for him and I don't seem like I'm super upset. And I'm like I'm like literally in tears because I'm like, you want this breakup. I don't want this breakup. Mm -hmm. What are you talking about? And the interesting thing is one of the things that we talked about was we're not sleeping together now. And you remember we talked before. You had that conversation? Yeah, we talked okay. before about the fact that the last that. time we slept together and we had really good sex was the night of your birthday, the day before he found out. And this is into March now. Right, and mm -hmm. this is the last time we've ever slept together. Mm -hmm. And he's like going on, on about kind of how even people when they're breaking up, there's like, they want each other. They, they don't feel like they can be apart. There's a physical want. And in my head, I'm kind of like, bruh, I don't even like you right now. Mm. I love you. I want to stay with you, but liking you to touch you right now, today, absolutely not. And all this time, you have been telling me when you go on these boys trips and shit, and I'm not going to say he betrayed boy code or guy code or whatever, or hoes before, bros before hoes or anything like that. He never, he never betrayed that. But at the same time, he definitely alluded to the fact that his dudes were the ones wilding out. And all the stories never involved him. And he did a good job of calling me. So I knew like he's doing this, but everyone else are the people doing. And so I'm sitting there like, oh, so who you say your friends are is actually who you are. Mm -hmm. All the shit that you are 
projecting onto these dudes? Why would you be with them? And I don't believe like people can influence you to no, do shit. I don't believe that. that. You make I choices. Don't I don't believe people can influence not, not you. You can not be here, with 70 people smoking weed and not smoke and be like, I'm walking over here. But don't think the smoke is not going to get on you. Don't think you're not going to catch a contact. Don't think you're not with the fuckery just because you're not doing it. You're clearly with the fuckery because you're here. You were doing the same shit. Mm. And here I am thinking I'm a bad fucking person. And now you want me to fight for you? Why am I the only person fighting for anything? So was this a setup? Was this a test? Did you say you wanted a divorce to see how I'd react? I hang up the phone after like we have a screaming match. And I slept whole, right through that. You slept right through that. <laughs> this one I knew I could never wake you when I needed to wake you. And to this day. <laughs> to this day. <laughs> to this day. Um, so then you wake up and the mood has changed. And we booked a flight back together. Like our flights came in separately, but we booked a flight back together. And bro was on the flight as well. Right. So we're going to the airport and you can feel the shift in the air because we're so depressed because we know we're going back into our situations. And at this point, we don't know when we're going to see each other again. And I remember leaving, getting on the plane, more invested in you than ever, because not only are we friends, but now the sex is great. Mm. And, and I left That's Vegas feeling distraught. Like I felt destroyed. and I, I just didn't know how to feel. It was so much emotion and so much to process. And I'm about to start a new job. And I remember coming home, getting off the plane. I took a cab home from the airport and I opened the door and he's there. And I looked at him and I was like, it feels like coming home to a stranger. Terrible for you because I knew that you were going home to some shit. Yeah. And I didn't know the half of what it was, but I, I just knew from our brief conversations about things and how, and your energy. And I thought I could read it. And I was right. You know, I could read it. You were you were so many things. It was it was actually incredible that what I thought I was seeing at the time, I can say all these years later, I was right. You were sad, but you were exhilarated. You were eager and anxious. And I saw all these contrasting emotions on the ride home. And I remember asking you about next steps, what you thought. I was fucking terrified. And you told me Mm -hmm. that you told me I know that we can be deliriously happy together. And and it was still it was still unrealistic to me because I st- wouldn't have dreamed that you would get a divorce right now. Well, even when I was saying that, I was still kind of living in like an 80s romance rom-com kind of thing because it was still very much like I didn't know where this went. I had no idea where this was going. I knew that from what we felt on that weekend that I felt like you were someone I could be happy with. Mm -hmm. Now, again, we still don't know what paying the bills together are like. We don't know each other's kids. We don't know anything like that. And I am just trying to keep it together. I'm starting a new job. Yeah, I started like March 15th-ish. Let's call it that day. 
So the Ides, yeah, crazy Ides of March, right? Right, all the the things. So I remember getting to my little cubicle and I opened my drawer. The whole cubicle is empty. I opened my drawer and there's a magnet that I still have on my fridge to this day that I found, and it said, "And this too shall pass." Um, and my neighbor at the time, she had gone through a divorce and she was part of the reason I was working at this new company. And I remember walking into her and she said, what is going on with you? Cause I looked a wreck. Like, you know, for, if you knew me, you know, something looked off. So I kind of told her part of the story. And because she had just similarly gone through something two years before, she said, I'm not going to tell you it gets easy, but in a year you'll be surprised how much easier it is. And she doesn't even know how much better that made me feel. And then I go to lunch. They assigned me with somebody. You know, you get your random work buddy. She takes me to lunch. And she said to me, so, you know, I know where you came from, blah, blah, We talked work. She said, so what's going on in your life? And for the first time, I opened my mouth and I said, well, I'm getting a divorce. And I hadn't said it out loud. It, like, solidified it for me. And she goes, oh, girl, all the new dick. <laughs> And I said, oh, my God, I love you. She was like, I went through a divorce. I know she's like, it's hard as hell. She said, but you're young and you're cute and all of the new sex you're going to have. She was how long were you with him? And I was like, since college. She was like, girl, you don't even know. You don't even know. That day gave me a little spark. That day made me feel like I can do some shit. And I remember calling you like, all right, so now I got to get on finding some place to live. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I remember feeling complicit and guilty. Oh my gosh, she was so damn guilty. I was I was like, <laughs> damn, I fucked her life up. You if she sure would have never met me, if Woody none had gone of this, right to the police. If Woody had gone right <laughs> to the police, none of this shit would have happened. I remember feeling that way. I was guilty but unapologetic because we... We're doing this thing the way, in my opinion, adults do it, right? Full disclosure, you know, eyes wide open. You knew exactly what my situation was. I knew exactly what your situation was. You knew what the risks were, and so did I. We assumed them as adults. But for me, it was like, yo, this is not just somebody I'm hooking up with. This is my homie right now. Even in a short time, like, this is my friend. Start a new job in March, and I'm out of my house. So, you know, most people are like, oh, we're going through proceedings. We're doing this. We're doing that. We call our lawyer who's done like our house closings and stuff. And he's like, I can't represent either of you really. But me and my wife just went through a divorce. She wiped out my whole savings and my kids' college money. So if if you two can find a way to do this amicably, let's do it. I go online, type up a separation agreement that I saw online. He takes that and is like, yep, yep, good with these, good with these, good with these, good with these. And we notarize that's our separation agreement. And as a divorce lawyer, 
you saved yourselves tens of thousands exactly. of dollars. And if there's in one thing about him, I am going to save that, that money. That was the I'm smartest save thing about that <laughs> you could have done in that money. situation. So I'm I'm trying to find an apartment. And here's what's so funny. And I don't know if other women, other divorced women, or other separated women, you can you can speak to this and, and tell me about this. He was still my husband in my head. So I'm trying no to doubt. find houses and apartments. And I'm still checking in with him about whether or not this place is acceptable. You know, I remember going to an auction to find my apartment. Um, they were auctioning off condos. And I took him with me. I remember. I, I had to go find a car because we had we were a one-car household. And I took him with me. At some point, I got angry at myself. And I was like, why are you including him in this process? And, you know, the weirdest thing through this is how much of a friend you were being. So I'm telling you all of this and I'm like, you know, this is what's going on, what have you. And I remember being short money to be able to move in. Yep. Um, and I remember I didn't know where I was going to get it. And it came from three of the most surprising places. So I called my mother. And when I told my mother, I told her the first day of the new job that I was, what was going on, I was getting separated. And my mother said, you know what? I've known for a year something was wrong. What do you need? So I told her I'm going to need some money. My mother came up with cash. Another girlfriend of mine was like, look, dog, I can give you like $2,000. I'm going to need it back in a month. And I remember mm. calling you from work and telling you that story. And you were like, how much do you need? And I was like, bro, I don't really know. We've met like a few months ago. What are you talking right. about? And you were like, how much do you need? Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Because you weren't asking me for money, you were telling and 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 you know the difference. Everybody right, you need knows money in your difference. account to move, <laughs> right? And like, then you can give it back. Oh, it wasn't like, oh, my mother needs surgery. No, no, no it wasn't no. no bullshit. Like I knew you were you were just telling me like we we spoke. Yeah, I was just talking to you about yeah. my mother and and how I was gonna go about finding the money. And I remember you told me you were like, "What do you need?" And I was like, "Well, you know, I'm putting together this amount, this amount, blah blah blah." And you were like, all right, meet me tomorrow. And you gave me $5,000 to put in my account. Right. And I was friggin' floored. I was like, I don't, I don't know friendship like this. Like, this is insane to me. It felt like you were an angel. But it also was a little <laughs> bit of, you know, fuck you, I can stand on my own two feet without having to come to you for something. So we fast forward through and I'm now moving out of my house and then I move out. And like the first month I'm in there, I'm painting, I'm doing whatever. I remember you helped me get my couch. Um, you put my your, my couch on your credit card and you were like, just pay it as you go. For me, it was my friend needs me. It really was just that simple. If, if, if my sister came to me and I had it, my uncle, my brother, my brother that's not from my parents, my sister that's not from my parents, if they came to me and I had it, I would do it. Andrea and, and I, as a couple, still wasn't, wasn't realistic. No. It still wasn't an option. No. I felt blessed enough that I believe that I have found a lifelong friend. And I was right. Andrea is one of the best friends I will I've ever I had, had to that point and I will ever have. You know, the fact that we are also 
you know, romantically together. Yeah, yeah, having yeah, yeah that's, that's such all a bonus. That, that's that's like the bonus to the friendship. I'm going through all these emotions. You're being such a friend. My friends are falling the fuck apart, trying to figure out how to help me, how to help. Because they're they're both of our friends. There's been no crew divorce yet. We were the first crew marriage. We were the first crew baby. And now y'all going to be the first crew divorce? What the hell are you doing? We are screwing up the whole dynamic. People don't know how to talk to me, talk to him, where they should be. You know, girlfriends like, should I tell him off? And I'm like, don't do that. And I think that's an important point that you're making is how... When, when you believe that your relationship is so important to so many people that are important to you. The guilt. Oh my God. Doing and it anything. fails. And it fails. And you are that, you are one of the, the cornerstones. We were of, a linchpin because we were right, of our college to, to crew. friends and other family and that fails. My God. And the other point, part that started happening is people thought we were going to get divorce juice on them. Like other married couples were like, yo, nah, we not, we, we going to see you later. Like... It was weird. It was like, we can't hang out with just one of you because one of you as one of you in our presence is dangerous. It exposes the chinks in our armor. It is like contagious somehow. And all of a sudden I go from being, oh, they're a unit, whatever to being, oh, she coming by herself. We don't need her by herself. I'm, I'm all, now, you know, I'm part of the starter wife kid and people are looking me up and down. Wow. So all that happened like after you're out yeah, of the so, house. So I'm out of the yes, house. Right. And I think what's so funny is you were around when I was out of the house. We were, we were still actively dating. I remember we went to California Pizza Kitchen up by your old job. It was CPK. freaking pouring outside. 59th and 3rd. We had a great lunch and we were walking out and you said to me, my greatest fear is that I will eventually leave my wife and you will have already moved on. Mm-hmm. You had to be out of your house in order to begin that evolution. I saw it. I had the benefit, the the unfortunate benefit, if that's a thing, mm-hmm. of watching your progression through divorce acceleratedly so, and I was just like, I can't do this like this. I can't rush something that's so important, not for me, not for my ex, for my girls. It's funny because in the midst of all this, and I know it's crazy side pieces that, you know, we, we're we here to be side pieces, but you, there there are rules to this. Like, because I know what it feels like. I know what had been done to me. You need to do what's right for your marriage. Do not do to your wife what was done to me. So at that point, when you were out of your home, your marital home, when you got your own crib. When and it was I a nice was, crib. It was dope. It was like a, it was, it was, I don't it was, even know what to call it. It was a good lair. It was a lair. <laughs> And I, I, I set it up to be like, Negro, when you come here, you knock on the Oh my leave. God, there was football <laughs> and fried food. And there was wine and beer and black was, furniture. And it was overlooking the, the city. It was like far away and right there. I could boogie home in like 90 minutes, not even like 45 minutes. It was perfect. It was a straight web. Uh, we had maintained, if not grown stronger, you know, together. I remember it's sparking in my head like hold on hold on she's really out her crib really and i am miserable you know at the same time what's happening in my house is is misery my ex is unhappy she had lost her job i think there was postpartum our our girls were just born born so there's postpartum a lot of of change there was a lot i did not know how to handle it and i was rebelling against what I thought was her 
selfishness or ungratefulness, not for me. Oh, you ungrateful for the man I am. No, but for the fact that I know this is fucked up right now, but we, we, got s- we still are driving the car we want to drive. We have these beautiful children that God blessed us with. We are living in a great crib in Forest Hills and all these things. Like, Wouldn't you know? it have been great if we knew to like, like we know now to like ask the questions and figure out the triggers and figure out our traumas. Because back I, then it was like all like, can I you're tell just you a selfish cow. I'm glad I did it. <laughs> we weren't supposed to be together. No, this her is and true. I. So stuff is happening in your house. I was telling you the story one day of a friend of mine who had caught her husband cheating. I knew my ex was cheating. I knew it in my bones. Right. I had no proof. But you, we but I told you about each other. We were asking each other the questions like, so what's going on? Like, I know something's going on. And I would be like, I don't know what you're talking about. What's going on with you? And she'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Those are the, we'd have that conversation like once a week. Mm. Yeah. Real rap. So <laughs> you gave me the spyware idea. We had one laptop and I put that shit on the laptop and it was clunky and primitive. And you still have that and laptop. That's my boo, that laptop. <laughs> That laptop <laughs> saved my we life. We do need to bronze that shit. You're going to bury me with that laptop. And so you still have the laptop that you caught her on. I still have the laptop that I caught him on. We need, and it's the, they're the same laptop, black and white Macs versions of each other. You have the white and I have the black one. It's like the we 3.5. Def- we definitely like need to bronze. It is the oldest laptop ever. We need to bronze them things. Anyway, go ahead. So. I, I have her passwords now because all the spy, all it, all it did at the time was give you keystrokes. So it emailed you keystrokes on demand. So I got her passwords now. So I'm like, oh, all right. So I'm into the Facebook accounts and I'm into this and that, this and that. So one day she's like, I'm going out. I'm like, okay, cool. She's like, you know, I need some bread, you know, because she's not working at the time. I'm like, okay, here's some money, idiot. Here's some bread, you know. She's like, oh, I'm taking the car. I'm like, oh, I just gassed up the Porsche. Go right on ahead. Now let me side let me sidebar here. So in our in our arrogance, he's like, yeah, she going out. We could sit on the phone all night. We could talk, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. You want to come by? She dressed up. She I got going, like four she hours. going out with her girl. She probably, you know, whatever, whatever. But mm, we could so that we have free time now. All right. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. <laughs> So I open up the one laptop, the same laptop. I'm going to surf for something. The girls are asleep. My kids are asleep. And the f- web page opens up to a hotel. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 